The Rams make some roster moves. We're previewing the schedule for the second half. Will the Rams finish with a top five pick or make the playoffs? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor and subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Getting close to 10,000 subscribers is all thanks to you, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know, will the Rams make the playoffs or will they finish with the top five pick? Will they be somewhere in between? Let us know your second half predictions. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI 24-7 Sports Dodgers Nation. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams. The people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we're looking ahead at the second half of the season going week by week to determine will the Rams make the playoffs? Will they finish with a top five pick? Will they be right in the middle? And we got some roster updates and a new practice facility in the Valley. We're going to break it all down here on Locked On Rams. But first, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions applied. Now, Travis, a little minor roster news to get into before we break down the second half schedule. The Rams cut Zach Van Valkenburg, one of the best names in the league, in my opinion, on Tuesday and added Kier Thomas from the practice squad. Any reaction to this or just something, nothing, everything? Well, I think it's probably closer to nothing than anything else. I think this is the the point of the season that they're in. I think that they're going to take looks at guys. I think they've probably made up some decisions on some other guys. They know who uh, is part of their future. They probably know who is not part of their future. And there's probably a group of guys um, like your Thomas, who you're maybe not sure about. So let's take a look and find out. So let's, uh, you know, activate him, put him in a, in a situation to see what it looks like against NFL talent, and then start to evaluate. I know that they're not officially in evaluation mode, but unofficially, I think it's pretty obvious what's happening. Yeah, no one's out there saying, oh, this is the move that we've been waiting for. This is going to put us over the top or anything like that. But yeah, I think here, Thomas, he had some flashes during the preseason. He's probably going to get more work on special teams and yeah. getting defensive snaps, but he could get some opportunities. You look at Van Valkenburg, he was an undrafted free agent out of Iowa, played 97 snaps on defense, so about 16% of defensive snaps. So not a big impact player by any stretch. Another quick roster move. Hunter Long was activated. So he's off the IR, of course. He was included in the trade for Jalen Ramsey. Right. He's someone that the Rams had their eyes on when he was at BC a few years ago. I think you look at the future of this tight end position. We talked about Tyler Higby earlier in the week. Be interesting to see if he gets any opportunities. I hope so, right? That see, Seeing what's happened with Higby really this entire season, like I, I know that it was probably more glaring the last couple of weeks than it had been at any other point during the regular season, but 
this has been a, a, a season long issue with the lack of production at the tight end position. Uh, you know, they, they, they talk about, you know, a pitcher's best friend is a double play. A quarterback's best friend is a tight end who gets open in the middle of the field over and over and over again. And that is not what's happened with the Rams for a very long time that, you know, you almost have to go back to the Jared Goff days where Higby and Goff had a little bit of a connection that Stafford and Higby never really got going in a meaningful way. There's some, some high moments to be sure, but never any sort of consistent production. I think this year it's, it's almost exclusively injury related. I think that he's still a, a pretty good NFL player, but They've gotten virtually zero production out of that position this year. So if Long can come in and maybe goose that a little bit, I think it'll be it'll be very, very useful because basically it's Cup, it's Puka, a little bit of running backs here and there, and that's about the only offensive production you've had. Yeah, I do think it's a sneaky little storyline towards the end too. of the season is seeing if they have anything in the, any of these other tight ends moving forward. Higby's been banged up, has been productive, but I think that that's something you want to absolutely address moving forward to see if you have someone in one of these three guys that could be available. Davis Allen, Hunter Long, Bryson Hopkins is probably going to be gone, but yeah. let's look at the second half of the schedule, start to break it down. Before we kind of do, really here's what's on the line. Either... You lose a lot of games. You put yourself in a position to have a top five pick. You win enough games to maybe make a playoff push. You're around 10%. It's unlikely. Of course, Matthew Stafford's going to be back. You got the bye week. You're going to get Kyron Williams back pretty soon. The defense, they've gone the wrong direction in recent weeks. It's not likely. And then there's the worst case scenario, like you always talk about the Jeff Fisher mode, right? Where you're right in the middle of the pack and it's something where you're not picking high. You're not making the playoffs through really the worst case scenario. Yeah. I, you know, I, we go back to the summer DMAC, right? When we were talking about what this team may actually be trying to get done this year. And again, not by what they said, but by what they've actually done. And this felt like, you know, the, the T word that nobody likes to use. And I don't like it either because it, 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 it implies that you're intentionally not being competitive, which I don't think that it is, but there's also a strategic long-term plan for continued success. I think that it's been implemented for this for a while now. And I think that that's what you're going to continue to see moving forward. This is your last gasp at what is, you know, potentially, and, and I have that underlined bolded quotation marks, italics, potentially, a path to the playoffs. It's not right that we'll see what it looks like, but I think you're going to start to see uh, some more strategic planning moving forward. And, and, and it starts with that draft pick. It starts with, are you going to wind up in the top five? Because look to get to the playoffs, you got to go six and two over these last eight games. They went three and six through the first nine. So six and two, I know the schedule's slightly easier, but it's not that much easier. It's not like there are six layups waiting for you on the other side. It's not that at all. So if it's not going to be six wins, what you want to make sure is that it's not four, right? The four, four is the worst number. Four is worse than three. Three is worse than two. Two is worse than one right on down the line. You don't want to run up the white flag, but I really do think that every game you win, unless you're going to win them all or, or damn near all of them, Winning any of them doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Exactly. I mean, unless they get out of the gate strong and you right. find a way to have another surprise win against the Seattle Seahawks, the morale in that locker room feels different. You say, okay, why not us? That sort of mentality. Right. Then I do agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you look at this year, $75 million of dead money, lots of rookies. It's one of the stranger rebuilds that I can think of. I mean, just kind of looking back in the history of the NFL where you have three guys who are really considered to be right at the top of their position. And then a lot of 
like I said, a lot of Jags, right? A lot of rookies, yeah. a lot of people that are stepping up. And we have seen rookies step up. That has been a positive year, but it's going to be very interesting to see how they fare against those Seattle Seahawks. And we'll start with the Seahawks before we go to our next segment. The Rams stole a win in week one, right? They stole that win. It was one of the surprising wins of week one. No one saw that one coming, but that was a very different Seattle Seahawks team. They're missing both the rookies they drafted in Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba. They missed two key offensive linemen during the game. They're still without Abraham Lucas, but overall, that team is absolutely a different team. Both the Rams and the Seahawks have gone in opposite directions since week one. That's going to be a very tough challenge coming out of the bye. It is. And, and and the Seahawks look like they're a playoff team. The Seahawks look like they're going to compete for a division championship this year because San Francisco, you know, had lost those three games in a row. So it's wide open for them right there. But as unpredictable as the NFL is, and I think that's why most of us like it the way we do, you can go from a Super Bowl team to not a very good team to right back. It's just kind of all over the map. One of the very few things that is predictable in this league there are some teams that just match up really well with others, right? That the Niners match up really well with the Los Angeles Rams. That even when the Rams are really good, they struggle with San Francisco. Well, the opposite is kind of true with Seattle and the Rams. The Rams, even in the Jeff Fisher days, the dark days, the, you know, seven and nine BS days, the, the days where they were winning four, five, six games, they've always given Seattle trouble. The best game that the Rams have played all season long was up in Seattle in week one. For all the reasons that you mentioned, DMAC, maybe it's just that. But when the Rams and Seahawks get together, the Rams seem to find another level. And it's not just Sean McVay. It predates him. It's just a good matchup for the Rams. So I do think that they have a shot in this game, even though, you know, you just look at it on paper. It doesn't look like a great matchup for them. Absolutely. And look, just like they headed into week one with all that energy, they were healthy, yep. they were fresh. It's the same scenario, but just during the season. And like you mentioned, it's the NFC West circle of life. Rams beat the Seahawks. Seahawks beat the 49ers. 49ers yep. beat the Rams and we all beat the Cardinals, right? <laughs> so it's just how it is in the NFC West. But coming up in our next segment, we're going to continue to break down this schedule. Will the Rams through to the top five pick? Will they make the playoffs? Will they be right in the middle? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, DMAC, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best candidates available, the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team, and they do it faster, and they do it for free, right? Adding that right person, think, think of your team, think of your business. You get that right person in the right spot and your business can go to a whole new level. That's why you got to get on LinkedIn jobs. Here's how you do it. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and the right experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
Also, don't forget, you can score early and often this season and the NFL season with FanDuel. That is America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Think about that. You win a $5 money line bet, bam, $150 in bonus bets right into your FanDuel account. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. You put it right on your phone and you are off and running. There's a wide range of betting options, including you can just go old school, straight up point spreads. You can find the player props that you like. You can go over unders and so much more. So here's how you do it. FanDuel.com slash locked on NFL and kick off the NFL season in, t- in style. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on NFL. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And we're off running here on Locked On Rams. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, I want to send a special shout out to those every listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. Sure. And you can be an every listener too. Join the club; it's one hundred percent free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. So, Travis, we're going to pick it up here in Week Twelve at Cardinals. Now. Kyler Murray is back for Arizona. Had a really nice game. Rams defense. We've talked about how these teams, the NFC West, there's always a consistency as far as how they perform against each other. The Rams defense has always performed well against Kyler Murray. So that's something to factor in as well. They should get Kyron Williams back for that week. Murray played well in his first game back. Now, the big kicker for me in this game is Kyler Murray is essentially playing for his job in Arizona because if he wins, he distanced themselves from Caleb Williams and a Drake May and someone like that. If he loses, they get closer to Caleb Williams. It's a situation where it's you versus the guys you told you not to worry about situation. I think that's why Kyler Murray is as motivated as ever. Yeah, look, uh, Alex Clancy, who does the Locked on Cardinals podcast, is I think the last remaining Kyler Murray fan left in Arizona. So I, I, I know I know what he's looking for. I know what he's rooting for along the way. But I, I think as far as the Rams are concerned, that this is a little bit different, right? Because the Seattle game, like we just talked about, is an interesting one because it's a good matchup for the Rams historically. That's just one that they typically look pretty sharp with. Arizona, like you mentioned, DMAC, is just a team that it seems like everybody in the NFC West is excited to go play. Let's just, for the sake of argument, assume that the Rams can get one or both of those, and now they've got four or five wins. Now you're in no man's land. Four or five wins, you're not getting the top pick. Four or five wins, you might not be even picking in the top five. You might be just outside of that because there are games later in the season where you're going to have a chance to win. You got a chance to beat uh, uh, New- the New York Giants. That is not a good team. There are We know what's going on with Cleveland. We found out this morning that Deshaun Watson's done with the season. And not that he's been great, but playing with a backup quarterback presents its own challenges. You got New Orleans coming to town. There are some opportunities. So the Arizona game is winnable. The question is, do you want to win it? I know the players do. I know that uh, the coaching staff does. I know that the front office does. But when we're talking about what's going to – there is no path to the playoffs for this team. I truly don't believe it. So you're basically debating between what's a better result, a three-win, four-win team or a five, six, seven-win team. And I don't think anybody thinks that five, six, or seven wins is better than three or four. It's just not because – What's the difference? You're not going to the playoffs anyway. Let's pick a little bit higher. That Cardinal game is wildly interesting to me because it's a game they probably can and should win. 
I just don't know if they should. Yeah, no, for sure. It's the situation where if you lose to Seattle and then you beat Arizona, you're sitting at four and seven. If you yeah. lose both, you're at three and eight, and it's a real tailspin. You're probably having conversations about putting Carson Wentz in at the oh, quarterback yeah. situation. They can beat the Cardinals in Arizona. I look at the game in L.A. with Josh Dobbs, and now I think that everyone's opinion towards him is very different. He's not just sure. a backup quarterback, right? So they play them very closely there. That was really the one win at home where you're saying, okay, it's a Rams home game this season, but they can't win this game. But yeah, that one to me is a toss up as well. Now you go to week 13. You just mentioned Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is going to be out for the season. Look, I mean, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Right? I mean, you would think about this Cleveland Browns team, Deshaun Watson and the Browns are hoping to have a happy ending this year. It's clearly not going to be that, especially what happened you lose your quarterback, but look at the defense though. That's a defense in the Cleveland Browns. That's very, very tough. We've seen this Rams team throw against Pittsburgh, Dallas, and the green Bay Packers defensively. So that could be a tough game as well. Well, they're going to have to massage the quarterback position. That is for sure. That is, is something that definitely needs to get done. Look, Watson, Watson's bad, right? I know that they spent all this money to go get him and they guaranteed all this money and they sent out basically every draft pick they're going to have from now until the end of time to get him. He hasn't been very good. The P.J. Walker, quite frankly, has looked better than Deshaun Watson a lot of the time. And even with Watson at his air quotes best or Walker just doing what he does, this is a team that's led by its defense. I do not like the idea of Miles Garrett hunting for a Defensive Player of the Year award with that offensive line in his way and Matthew Stafford standing behind it. That's a bad combination for the Rams because I still believe that Matthew Stafford is the future or at least the, the short-term future of this team at the quarterback position. Miles Garrett can change that for good. And, and, and I don't think anybody wants to see that. So the Browns uh, are, are not an offensively dynamic team, but they might be one of the best defensive teams in the league. We know that the Rams have trouble moving the ball. Uh, we know that the Rams defense does allow some points. It's not a bad defense, but it's not a great defense either. And even with a backup quarterback, I still think that Cleveland probably has the, and by the way, SoFi stadium is going to be orange for that game. I, I have so many people in my life that are have Cleveland or Cleveland adjacent have reached out for tickets and whatnot. And, and I didn't even know I knew that many people from Cleveland. It's going to be all Browns fans. No, I've seen some Rams fans out there saying this could be another Rams home game. I was like, good luck with no, that because the dog pound, they absolutely chance. travel, man. Not yeah. a chance. No way. Yeah, especially if they're losing to the Seahawks and oh, yeah. the Cardinals and depending on their record. So I agree with you on that. That's another factor as well. Now, week 14 at Baltimore Ravens, that's going to be nearly impossible because the Ravens, no. yeah, they dropped a winnable game to the Cleveland Browns, but Lamar Jackson this year, he's absolutely taken a leap as far as just being a true quarterback. The defense for the Ravens, they've shown the ability to rush the pass or their secondary isn't great, but that's really a really difficult game for anyone, let alone a Rams team that could be very, very reeling at that point. It's in Baltimore. It's going to be cold. Lamar Jackson, I think, is something like 17-2 and two against the NFC teams in his career. And I'll go back. I'll tell a quick story, DMAC, that when the Ravens came to play the Rams on Monday Night Football a few years ago at the Coliseum, the year that Lamar Jackson won the Most Valuable Player Award, I've never seen an NFL game where one player was that much better than everybody else on the field. I, you know, I've seen great players. Saw Patrick Mahomes. We've seen seen a lot. Aaron Rodgers. Seen a lot of really, really good players. And I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than those guys. But for one night, there was no answer for this dude. That he just ran circles 
around the, uh, the the Rams defense and 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 put on a show. I expect him to do it again. Uh, it's just it's a bad matchup in every possible way. Location, kickoff time, talent. Uh, the, the Ravens might be the best team in the AFC. I, it's just it's it's a virtual impossible situation to go in there and expect the Rams to win that game. 100%. Yeah, like you said, Lamar Jackson, when he's on, he's an absolute cheat Forget code. It. Yeah, running backs that can get it done. Such a phenomenal player. So that's going to be a very difficult and challenging game for this Rams team. Then week 15 versus the Commanders. I'm feeling good about this one as far yeah. as some of the other ones in the past. It'd be very interesting at this stage of the season. Does Carson Wentz get an opportunity to play against his former team? Sam Howell, he's taking some steps in the right direction this year. He looks like he could be the guy. Still does make some mistakes at times. You look at Ron Rivera. He looking like a lame Doug head coach at this point. He's going to lose his job. So at home against the Washington Commanders, Sean McVay going against those guys, his former team. I like the Rams in that one. Yeah. I, I I mean, sure. I look, Sam Howell has the second most passing yards in the NFL this season. That's a yeah. shocking, but true stat, right? That's one of those. And you're right. He is heading in the right direction. If the Rams were the Rams from a couple of years ago, where they're always going to take care of an inferior opponent. Like, I think that's one of the things that the Rams were really good at when they were flying high is they didn't lose a lot of games that they weren't supposed to lose, right? You could beat them, but you had to be a pretty good team to beat them. Um, that's not necessarily true anymore. The Rams are not better than just about anybody that they're going to match up with on any given uh, Sunday. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't win. It is the NFL, but it also doesn't mean that they have an inherent advantage against anybody either. Uh, I, I think that's where the commanders, I think that I know that's coming up as well as the, the Saints. I think that's where these games kind of kind of fall together, where do they have a chance? Sure. Do they have a good chance? I don't think so. And do they want to, I think, is the unanswerable question at this point. Yeah, and they're not a terrible team. You have four wins on the season, but really they're in that same tier as the Rams yeah. at the moment. One thing I want to get your opinion on, though, when it comes to the commanders, the name change. What do you like best? Do you like you got the Washington, D.C. football club? Some people like that. Washington pigskins. I'm kind of into that. Washington red hogs. Washington Red Tails, of course, you got connection to the Tuskegee Airmen, Washington right. Majors. Any of those stick for you? Those are like the top five names right now. So the one that I liked, and it's going to, when it, when they did it originally, I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then you thought about it again. You're like, that's not so bad. And then you thought about it a third. You're like, actually, that's kind of cool. Was the Washington football team. It, it just, it was clean. It was unique. It, it it tells you what it is. It's got a little bit of a Euro soccer flair to it, which, you know, I, 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 I'm not a soccer person, but it, there is a precedent for this. I, I like the Washington football team. I, I thought that was a really clean because commanders and, and red, this red tails or, or pigskins, like <laughs> don't get, don't, don't overthink this too much, right? Don't get cute with it. Just pick something that's clean and easy to use and football team, I, 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 at first you're like, that's the, that's ridiculous. It's actually kind of clean, and I like it. I think I'm with you. I think it's very clean. There's like the Penn State football uniforms of yeah. NFL football names, right? There's something that's really clean about it. I'm with you. I kind of like the pigskins. It kind of sounds silly, and it's probably <laughs> would regret it, but I kind of like I, you it. You know what else I heard, D-Mac, which was kind of interesting? Uh, a friend of mine that works at ESPN with me here is a, is a uh, Commanders fan. Um, he thinks that what they should do is they should change the name every four or five years. Just that, that's kind of one of their things is just every four or five years, here's it, sell a new jersey, get a new hat. And one of their things is we change our name pretty frequently. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. 
that's really off the wall. Go full yeah. Oregon football uniform with the team names. I'm <laughs> right. kind of here for it. That's, right. <laughs> So yeah, we'll talk. This be, we'll, we'll do a whole off-season topic. We'll do change every NFL team's name, something like that. The Browns could be the Elves in those type of stuff. I don't understand the Elf, but uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about a new practice facility and the rest of this Rams schedule. That's coming up next. Got locked on Rams. You will have fun playing prize picks. I can virtually guarantee it. Do you know how I know? Because I'm having fun playing prize picks. It's the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy sports, and I don't know how long. Here's why. Because it's super easy to do. You pick between two and six players. You look at their statistical projections, and you choose more or less. If you get it right, you can win up to 25 times your money how about this right with basketball season here you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from a specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues for example lebron james and travis kelsey 10 and a half combo of three pointers made plus receptions you like that prize picks is the way that you do it super fun and you got a reboot policy that your entries stay in play even if one of your guys gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't come back in the second, player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insur insurance program. So here's what you do. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. Locked on NFL. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that same code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to one hundred bucks you'll have fun you can win money it is a great time go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and welcome back to locked on rams your daily podcast covering your los angeles rams now here in our final segment we're going to keep going with these games you got week 16 the new orleans saints i think the big question for this one is who's going to be the quarterbacks for both teams you're going to see right. Derek carr james winston we're see stafford we're going to see wentz i think the difference in that game is which quarterback plays the best but two frustrating teams especially for saints and rams well it could be this could all be crystallized by the time that we get to that point i believe that game is december 21st i know because it's my wife's birthday and she's not pleased that i have to work all night long so i just that that's the one that i have memorized for the day but <laughs> the saints may have locked up the nfc south by that point right carolina is out it feels like tampa is hanging on by its fingernails and atlanta who knows what the heck Atlanta's up to right now. So there could be a lot on the line for the Saints to continue to push towards an NFC South uh, division title, get into the playoffs. Um, the same could be true for the Rams, only the exact opposite, where, hey, everything that we are hoping for has been uh, get kind of taken away. The playoff picture is done. It's not going to happen. We're trying to make sure that we have a continued long-term strategic plan for continued success. And that could be a Carson Wentz joint or who knows who else may or may not be in there at that point. By the time we get there, I think we're going to have a very, very clear idea on what the Rams are trying to get done. Absolutely. The Saints are still a talented team. They still have an outside chance and a better chance, of course, in the Rams of making the playoffs. So sure. they might have a lot on the line at that point. Then week 17 at New York football giants. Now the giants, this is a team that, they're really, really flailing very quickly. Here you got Tommy DeVito as their starter. For me, he's the worst star in the NFL, not named Brett Rippon. I mean, go back to guys like Ryan Lindley and Tyler Palco, Nathan Peterman. He's living the Italian-American 
football players <laughs> dream being the starting quarterback for the Giants, but still that is a Giants team that is on the struggle bus right now. I think that is the one team that you looked at the Rams have left on their schedule and say, okay, the Rams should beat that team. However, it is week 17. It is in New York. It's going to be cold. We know that the Rams have not fared particularly well in cold weather. And while they may be playing Tommy DeVito, the Rams could be playing Carson Wentz at that point. And who knows who else may or may not be uh, uh, ready to go. It's that early 10 a.m. kickoff time, which is always a little bit of a struggle for a West Coast team. So, uh, yeah, that's the one of the remaining eight games. That's the one you look at and say, okay, I really like the Rams' chances right there. But what's their win total by the time they get there? Are, are they are they at three still? Are they at four? Have they gotten a five? Okay, five or six? I guess it doesn't matter a whole lot. You kind of hit the gas and see what happens at that point. But uh, it, it is the one game left on the schedule that I think the Rams have a distinct advantage in. Yeah, at that point, let's say you beat the Browns, you lose to the Ravens, you beat the Commanders, you beat the Saints, you could be 6-9 and nine heading into that game. Yeah. So you could possibly win three in a row towards the end of the season. That could definitely put a big, big wrench in their <laughs> top five pick plans. Sure. And then you got Week 18 at San Francisco. So the 49ers, that really is depending on are the Seahawks in the mix for the division championship. Do the both teams have stuff to play for? Will, will Shanahan want his guys to continue to play to have momentum into the postseason? So that's going to be the big question there. Yeah. And whether or not San Francisco, you know, it depends a little bit on what Philly does. If they come back to the pack a little bit, they play each other coming up here in a couple of weeks. So the Niners still have a path to the best record in the NFC, still a chance to get that first round by. So, uh, what looked like maybe uh, an opportunity for the Rams to play a game against a team that may had already kind of put their, their, their starters in bubble wrap, getting ready for the playoffs. That might not be true. And even if they do, we know that that's a, always a tough matchup for the Rams. Yeah. And it's looking like, like I said, you win a handful of those games, you're eight, nine, that's the nightmare scenario. You miss the playoffs. You're right there in the middle of the draft. You got to go after a left tackle. You got to go after some of these impact players. If you truly want to make a run in 2024. So yeah, it's not going to feel good the last couple of weeks of the season, but if you're thinking about the long-term benefits of this franchise and what's best for this team, again, close to the super bowl, not saying to root for your team to lose, but if they do lose, then you can feel like there's a way to spin a positive about it. It's like a win-win situation. Uh, look, perfect scenario. I would love for the Rams to win every single game for the rest of the season, make a surprise run of the playoffs. You got talent, but I don't know if that's in the cards for this group. It's not. It, it, I mean, it's it's just not. They, they're three and six for a reason. They don't have enough good players. They're not going to win six of their last eight. They still don't have enough good players. The other teams, most of them that they're going to be playing, will have a lot to be playing for. The Rams a lot less to be playing for. Like I, I would love to be wrong, but I'm not going to be. This is this is this is not a talented enough team to rip off six of eight wins uh, or, or six six wins in eight games. I, I think that you know it, it it sucks. It's 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 not a lot of fun to to root for your team to to struggle. I get that. I'm not suggesting that you do it with a smile on your face or jumping up and down when they turn the ball over or anything like that. But mm. The, so the sooner that they get a top pick, the sooner that they start to use that draft capital, the sooner they start to spend some of that free agency money, the sooner we can be talking about winning games, going back to the playoffs, competing for Super Bowls, because this team ain't it. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On. Rams will hit on that new practice facility later in the week, but that's going to do it. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the people champ, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams house.